1: Dr. Gina, and this is Prime Time coming to you live from our Washington, D.C. studios. I am so excited to be in our Washington, D.C. studios. It's been a little while for me. It has been one crazy day in Washington, D.C. I was over at the U.S. Capitol as protesters entered the building and scuffled with the Capitol Police. Tragically, as you may have heard by now, a woman was indeed shot and killed inside the U.S. Capitol building today. And while we don't Uh, you know, condone any sort of property destruction or violence. I believe this is the first documented case of a window being broken out at a pro-Trump event. We don't know who did it. We will see as those details unfold. I'm sure that whomever gets the multi-million dollar contract to fix that window won't mind getting that work, but let me give you some perspective that you probably won't hear anyplace else. It's interesting to think about how today's march on the U.S. Capitol may have changed American history. Joe Biden's electoral win was not confirmed by the joint session of Congress today. Let that sink in. That was supposed to happen today. And it may not even happen in the next few days, considering that this woman was shot and killed at the U.S. Capitol today. And that gives the president a few extra days to expose the fraud that happened in the election. It gives them more time to investigate. And that gives a new glimmer of hope that perhaps wasn't there before. But today, even though he didn't get the job done, Vice President Pence, he did let us down. A lot of patriots feel that way anyway. And it's safe to say he will probably never have a career in politics again, not if MAGA patriots have anything to say about it unless perhaps he switches parties. But maybe he will get a job with one of the fake news channels. I could see that happening. We have witnessed the art of the steal, And I don't think that we've witnessed anything like this before in our history. The presidential election was stolen uh, via fraud in several battleground states, including Georgia. So are we surprised that it happened again last night in the Georgia special election? you probably shouldn't be. The Republican Party was nowhere to be found. My own husband was there and said he couldn't believe how vacant... The, 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 all of the polls were afterwards. Majority leader Mitch McConnell thought that he was a pretty smart guy. He thought that he could look the other way as the presidential election was just kind of stolen quietly, and then McConnell would be the most powerful Republican in D.C. once Trump was out of the way. See, this is the way the swamp has functioned for decades, and it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. But as old Mitch turned a blind eye to the stolen presidential election, the left was very busy sealing the Georgia Senate seats. And now the majority was stolen right out from under Mitch McConnell and the GOP. Poor old Mitch has lost his majority and his power. But even worse, freedom has taken a big setback in our country, thanks to the spinelessness of the establishment wing of the Republican Party. Joe Biden said it would be a dark winter. He was right. The light of freedom burns a little dimmer today. but. I remember the feeling that I had, if you remember back, when Barack Obama won in 2008. And then remember when he won again in 2012, for those of you that can remember back that far? The Tea Party was born, and the MAGA movement emerged out of that Tea Party movement. I'm convinced of that. And President Trump and his supporters, they're not going anywhere, let me assure you. In fact, the power of the MAGA movement will only grow as the globalist elitist seek to suppress freedom. So get ready, patriots. Your fight has just begun. All right, here's what I wanna do. It's the same thing we do every single night on Dr. Gina Primetime. I wanna go around America to our hosts and correspondents who are on the ground. I wanna start first with Ben Burkwam. He is still out on the streets, this tireless patriot uh, on Washington DC where huge crowds of Trump supporters have gathered today. Ben, I was out in that crowd today and it was massive. Uh, But Ben, are we seeing this destruction That we're hearing about over all of the fake news media the locust uh, narrative are we are we seeing this destruction by these angry trump mobs we're hearing about
4: you know dr gina most of what we saw was beautiful today like what you saw the vast majority of the hundreds of thousands of people were here to celebrate america to stand up for the constitution to support president trump but they were also upset. They believe that this country has been stolen. That the election has been stolen. That there are enemies within this country, who uh, who have, are taking this country down. And so that's what they're out here. They're out here protesting. And uh, when I was asking some of them, uh, what they thought about people storming into the Capitol, every single one of them said that they thought that uh, it was okay because words weren't working anymore. That they, you know, they've tried the words and they weren't being listened to by these politicians. They feel like they've been sold out. I do want to say, uh, just prayers for the family. There's at least one deceased young woman. I saw videotape from uh, earlier today, and it's just tragic to see what happened. It looked like she was shot in either the chest or the neck, and just an awful situation. But again, the, the day and uh, itself was vast majority of peaceful protesters, ralliers, coming to Ameri- uh, come into America's capital and supporting our president. Uh, And it's actually the, the second largest event that I've seen. I was here for the inauguration of President Trump. This was very, you know, close to that. It was the biggest thing since then that I've seen.
1: I would say the same thing, and I was there as well. Uh, Ben, I'm hearing a lot, and I heard a lot when I was out on the streets today, about this undercover Antifa activity that may have precipitated some of this and is being very underreported. I actually spoke with a couple of guys, um, and and it was funny because I spoke with several people who said, um, you know, no, they didn't see any violence on the part of Trump people. And then I spoke with some guys. They said, oh, yeah, you know, know, we're ready. We want to, you know, we're going to kill people. And we're this and we're that. And then I looked down and I saw that they had a, a hammer and sickle on their a hand on a tattoo and I realized that I didn't think I was talking to Trump supporters after all. And when I asked them some questions, the kinds of things that a Trump supporter would probably know about constitutional things, things like that, I realized I think that they were undercover Antifa and they were there to stir things up, and they wanted to get on television with me and say some things that, uh, that I would put on television, and so I didn't put them on. Um, I'm wondering if you met any of those kinds of people and how much undercover Antifa um, instigation you're hearing about on the ground there because the other media just is not discussing this.
4: Well, I, I did hear several reports of Antifa saying that, posting on their own channels, uh, that they were that they were there that they were instigating that they were dressed as Trump supporters um, I didn't see anyone personally that I could tell offhand although I did see a few people leaving that that kind of fit that description I didn't talk to anyone that that did I did though however I, but at all of these events that uh, they they do infiltrate there's no question about it they are here to cause chaos um, and, and their, their whole goal is anarchy in America I will say this though, Uh, The patriots that I did speak to that were in there, I did speak to a few people that were inside the building that were here in support of President Trump, Uh, they said they went in because they wanted their voices to be heard. They actually tried to speak to representatives. They went up and they were immediately tear gassed. And that was when they ended up pushing in on law enforcement and uh, ended up getting into the building. So the only people I spoke to were uh, members that appeared to be members of Patriotic groups that were here in support of President Trump. But I did hear other reports that Antifa was saying that they were here intermingling within the group. So, you know, a lot of that uh, we'll we'll have to kind of parse through the next few days.
1: Yeah. All right. Ben, thank you so much for being with us. And uh, we appreciate all the hard work you're doing. Stay safe, stay warm. And uh, I should probably forewarn you, the barricades are much farther out than they were last night. So when you get ready to go find a car to get back to wherever you're going, it's much farther than you think. That's all I have to say to you. (laughs) Thank you again, Ben. All right. I want to head out to Real America's Voice headquarters in Denver to our own Jessica Rivera. Jessica, what do you have for us today?
2: Well, Dr. Gina, today it was no surprise that some Republicans objected to the Electoral College certifications. And it was also no surprise that Democrats wanted to just move forward with those certifications. But what was a bit of a surprise was a speech given by a Republican, and I say that loosely, Republican Kentucky Senator and the current Majority Senate Leader, Mitch McConnell, who you mentioned a little earlier, McConnell said, President Trump claims The election was stolen. He also said the president has started sweeping conspiracy theories, that nothing proves illegalities or fraud actually took place on a massive scale, and that Congress cannot overturn an election where the people decide it. But it wasn't too long ago. You may recall McConnell and other supposed Republicans in office sure loved President Trump's support when he was backing their elections and re-elections. And Dr. Gina, something else that really stood out to me that McConnell also said was that the government's responsibility is to the public's good. And to me, that meant they don't care what evidence is actually shown or what people are protesting or saying. Rather, McConnell and other rhinos weaseled their way out of their constitutional responsibilities and passed the buck. But too many Americans have had too much time during these lockdowns to research and learn about the Constitution, their rights, And they've woken up to what really is happening, and conservatives are tired of taking what the left and the Democrats have dished out for a long time now. Not to mention, Dr. Gina, President Trump immediately came out rebuking today's violence. But who on the Democrats did the same this summer during the BLM and Antifa riots as businesses burned down and innocent people were gunned down in the streets? I don't remember any. As a matter of fact, I clearly remember Senator Kamala Harris supporting rioters and saying it was the only way they could get change.
1: Well, and after voting fraud and people thinking their votes don't mean anything and then now uh, their protest not being even hardly heard uh, until they did something, you know, even more extreme, it makes you wonder if that was what was uh, behind whatever took place today in the Capitol. Thank you so much, Jessica. All right, we're going to see what Carrie Sheffield has for us today. Carrie.
5: Hey there, Dr. Gina. Yes, happy rally Day here in Washington as well. So the update here from my program this morning, we had Peter Navarro to talk about his big new report. John Solomon, our founder, looked at it. He wrote his piece about it. So Peter Navarro, who's been an advisor to the president, he has a Ph.D. in economics from Harvard, he released a second volume of his election integrity report. It's called The Art of the Steel. Volume one of the report was called the Immaculate Deception. It was released last month and it detailed six key ways in which Navarro believes that the November 3rd presidential election functioned irregularly. He called for a thorough investigation prior to inauguration day. And now in this new one, which was just dropped yesterday. it's called part two, the art of the steel. He continues to dig into these six battleground states. We've got the report cover here. You can see that basically the strategy here was to both dramatically increase absentee and mail-in ballots in battleground states while dramatically decrease ballot verifications. He said that's basically defunding the police, the police who are policing the ballots to make sure that there is ballot integrity, and that was enough to tip the election to Biden with a flood of illegal ballots, according to his report. He goes through and and in detail, you can see the specific states of Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, where he goes through and he looks at allegations of bribery, fake ballot manufacturing, indefinitely confined voter abuses. Over and over, you can see the whole list. Again, the report is by Peter Navarro. We were covering it here at Just the News. We're going to bring you all the coverage here into the night as we see what's happening on Capitol Hill. Now back to you, Dr. Gina.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Carrie. We appreciate it. Now, coming up here on Dr. Gina Primetime, what the heck happened in Georgia last night? John Fredericks tells me he has all the answers. He's coming up next, so you're going to want to stick around for that. More Dr. Gina Primetime coming at you right after this.
2: CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you.
1: Now today, as I walked around on the streets of Washington, D.C., I I was really shocked at the numbers of very patriotic Chinese Americans, and they did an entire parade, literally thousands of them, marching around. Uh, They had flags, Trump flags, um, flags condemning the CCP, and all over the place, everywhere you would go, they were handing out flyers with the information about the dangers of the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, They escaped, of course, and came to the United States to escape totalitarianism. But now the Chinese have their chosen candidate of Joe Biden, who is very close to being installed as the next president of the United States. And the party of socialism is about to have the majority in the House and the Senate. Uh, You just really have to ask yourself, how can we preserve freedom here in the United States in the face of the left and their antics will the freedom fighters of the world be able to escape if there is no country that they can escape to this is one of the most perplexing thoughts i had as i walked and in this sort of dystopian reality that has become washington dc and thought about You know, not just those who've escaped China, but those who've escaped Eastern Bloc countries and all the rest. Here to discuss our West Coast contributor, Amanda Head, and the host of Actionable Intelligence, Governor Eric Greitens. So good to be with you. you. Great Great to to be be on your show tonight and great to have you, Amanda. I just hug the heck out of you when I see you because we never get to be together. I know. But uh, we're old friends far before we were doing this. And so it's fun to have you. Um, You know, I want to start with you, Amanda, because I know that you live in this sort of dystopian reality where everything's closed and you're used to this coming from florida for me where things are largely open um and then coming here to washington dc and just you know how dare you go to dinner how dare you have a drink last night we were having dinner at a restaurant and at 10 o'clock i only got to the restaurant at like 9 30 at 10 o'clock they said all drinks off the table they remove your drink from yeah, the table. Yeah. You literally get, and then and then they were so afraid because we had one extra guest join us a little late. You know, you can't have more than six people, or you'll get COVID. Right. And so we had one extra guest join us a little bit late, and they said, "Oh, the inspectors are here. I'm so sorry." We had to literally sweep one of our friends away from our table yeah. and hide them because their inspectors were there. I mean, right. it is it is literally, and you and you think about people, um, in in these. You know that have that have escaped tyranny, yeah. and now they're here and they're enduring tyranny all over again. Right. And I know a lot of these people are your friends too. Yeah. What do they say as they're watching this?
6: Well, first of all, I had a friend who lives in LA who traveled to Florida recently for Christmas, and he um, he's a liberal. He, he believes that masks work in all circumstances and are better than uh, breathing fresh air. So he's the type who would walk around, a, you know, a, a beautiful mountain in California with fresh oxygen and think that a mask is better. Um, and he was recalling to me how when he went to Florida, you know, all the restaurants are open and he got just like a little taste of what that was like. And he said at first, I, I felt nervous because I was like, these people are dangerous, what am I gonna do? And then he was like, but they're not sick, and I'm not sick, so why can't we be together? But, but the most concerning thing about it, and you talk about people coming here from oppressive countries, for me, it's not necessarily the laws that are passed or the policies that are supported by, well, we'll say by and large Democrats because they, they are always in favor of more government. What's most concerning to me are the aspects of you know, the Colectivo in, in Venezuela, Mussolini's black shirts, Hitler's brown shirts, Malcetong's Red Guard, the citizens who are who are narking on their fellow countrymen and yeah. women. Um, because you know, we've, we've got such a narrow margin or Democrats have such a narrow margin in the House and the Senate. I don't know how much of their radical agenda they could actually pass. But that's not, again, that's not what I'm concerned about. I'm concerned about our fellow citizens, my fellow Californians, who see me without a mask, and (laughs) it's the funniest reaction when I walk down the street without a mask on. The guy on a cell phone moves to the very edge of the sidewalk, almost into the street, and he covers his mouth, and he's talking on his phone like this. I'm like, you're a grown man, you're not coughing, I'm not coughing, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. It's unreal. And the the dichotomy between that and Florida is just unbelievable. But, you know, we're conditioned for our environment, so I suppose, you know, for Californians going to Florida, like my friend,
1: it does seem very, very strange at
6: first, but freedom is not strange. It's it's natural.
1: Uh, it's 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 becoming uh, certainly an endangered species. Yeah. And these are the same people, by the way, that probably have everything organic and think they'll die if they don't eat an organic apple. <laughs>
5: yeah.
1: um, but but Governor, you know yeah. it, it, this is interesting, and I've thought about you a lot in yeah. recent times because yeah. leadership is. It's, it's a scary path, yes. you know, and, and there are those moments where you're alone. I remember my husband in the Senate office making sure. some really hard decisions, yes. and I remember sometimes they weighed hard. Yes. And he knew, you, you just give a little, and you want to, you want to sometimes. It's tempting to give in to those lobbyists and get those sweet treats on the other side of right. it, you know, because there are, there's a lot of glory yes. in taking that, yes. you know, just, and, and sometimes, sometimes yes. the give isn't even such a big deal, yes. but you just know if you just give a little bit, right. the next time it's gonna be a little bit yes. more, and it's gonna be that much easier. Yes. So you can never give in yes as a leader a governor watching the leadership decay in this country how does that feel
0: well it's really unfortunate and what we're seeing is the crumbling now of the political establishment and the swamp which have been arrayed against the american people you know amanda and i were talking earlier uh that a lot of times when I grew up, you kind of thought of political conflict as being the Democrats versus the Republicans, but it's really not. It's really not. It's really the establishment and the swamp versus the American people. And I want to pick up on, you know, one of the important points that you made was about these Chinese Americans who are out there fighting for freedom why because they know what's at stake Mm -hmm. you know it was ronald reagan who said that freedom has to be won in every generation every generation has to win freedom well the berlin wall fell 30 years ago there are a lot of people today who've grown up and they don't know what it means to be in a country without freedom or to see other countries that weren't free and it's why You have so many patriotic Chinese Americans, people who are from Eastern Europe, who are warning their fellow citizens, look, you have to win and preserve freedom in every generation. You know, the very first country I ever went to, when when I was a young man, I'd never been outside of the country before, when I was 19 years old, I went to China. So it was in 19, oh, wow. This was in 1993, so it was just a couple of years after Tiananmen Square. Long story short, I ended up getting a job teaching English in a Chinese-owned company. I had no idea how to teach English, but I was doing the best that I could. Well, what was so interesting was the people who were working there at the time, they were in their mid-20s, and the first question that they asked me was about the American Constitution and freedom of speech. Oh. And they asked me about freedom of assembly. that
1: was so strange to them.
0: Well, what it was was they had been at Tiananmen Square in 1989 when the Chinese government cracked down on and murdered citizens who were gathering to peacefully protest. So, and they hadn't spoken to an outsider about this before, and they wanted to know about the American system of government. They wanted to know about freedom. We have to recognize that we, citizens who care about the Republic, who care about God given liberty, who care about equality before the law, we cannot be passive. We have to make sure that we're educating our friends, our neighbors, our kids about what is at stake. And we should call on patriotic citizens like Chinese Americans who know and understand the difference.
1: Yeah. There's one woman whose face just stands out in my mind from today. She was just crying. You know, please don't let the CCP take our country. Just standing there hating on her little green flyers. And I'd been resisting them all day. But finally, I took one because I just couldn't resist her (laughs) sweet face. And um, But you know. Here's the thing. You see a lot of these patriots out there, especially on social media, and I talked to them, a lot of them today, and they said, we're so done with the Republican Party. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I've never been an advocate yes. of third-party politics, yes, let yes, me say that. Yes. Um, my husband has very strong feelings on this, and he's really a political mentor to yeah, me, and he's yeah. always said that's a very bad idea, and he yeah. can lay out the case mm-hmm. why that's a True. very bad idea. But here we are. And when I hear from my last guest, John Fredericks, telling yeah. me that while we had the Georgia uh, race that we just saw go down last night. And my husband tells me he was there and there was no one from the Republican Party watching these ballots be wow. processed. No one from wow. the party. And I, said, John Island, Fre- apparently. Yeah. Yeah. and I said, John Fredericks, where were they? And he said they were on Amelia Island sipping sipping cocktails. They're not there today. And, and I think to myself, wow, it, maybe it is time. What, what is your thought on that, Amanda?
6: My thought is that if the last four years have shown me anything, it's that Republicans and Democrats are pretty much the same. And if we want a new party to emerge, I don't think we, I don't think that this will create a fissure within the Republican Party because I think that so many people within the... This isn't going to be a 50-50 split. So many people, when you looked at, at Trump's re, uh, re, uh, approval numbers yeah. during his presidency among Republicans, this is Trump's party now. It so really I is. don't even know if this is creating a third party I think it is just completely transforming what was the Republican
1: Party interesting do you agree with that
0: yeah I think that it's really important for people to have their sense of identity secure right and so for me I always told people look I'm an American I'm a conservative and I'm a Republican, but it's in but it's in that order, yeah. right? And that you are going to put your country first, and then you're going to put your principles first, and then the party actually comes last. Mm-hmm. And when you have people who are cowardly Republicans who've given into the establishment, they need to be, if you actually care about the Republican Party, you've got to go out and you've got to fight against them to yeah. preserve, to make sure that you're preserving what the Republican Party is supposed mm-hmm. to be about. It's supposed to be a protecting people's liberties, about equality before the law, about opportunity for everybody. So I think there's a tremendous opportunity for for revival. And oftentimes in these situations where you see a lot of chaos, you see a lot of consternation, this is an opportunity for strong and courageous citizens to step forward and really revive the country.
1: Primary the GOP? Yeah interesting I think we'll be hearing a lot more about that Uh, my one final question I want to get to um, with both of you is you know when you find out that your vote really doesn't count Mm. and when you try to civilly protest and you are thrown out with tear gas and rubber bullets and uh, someone's killed um, and you're called racist by the media and you're told that you deserve what happened to you today By the media. Um, And if someone infiltrated you, you're told that that didn't really happen and that's just covered up. Um, What do you do now? And I don't even care who talks first. You
0: know, one of the things that I think is so important for people to do is to look back at our history look back at ronald reagan who stood strong and helped to defeat communism look at winston churchill who stood up and helped to defeat fascism these were leaders who had to endure day after day but week what after does that week. mean eric yes, and i don't yes, mean to yes, interrupt yes, you yes, but just for time yes.
1: what does that mean to the average patriot the guy who was out there on the street today and feels demoralized and all he knows to do right now Is take up arms and get violent because that's where this will go if we don't have better answers for him
0: it means it means never give in it means never give in they might win a battle but they won't win the war they might win a moment but this is our country this is the greatest republic that has ever existed in the history of the planet and it is ours if we have the courage to maintain it
6: Yeah, amanda as my as my father-in-law would say if you're a spiritual person the king has not moved one millimeter off the throne, and I'm not talking about Donald Trump, uh, you know, <laughs> yes. but, but to what you were saying and, and how these everyday Americans feel, the folks who were there today, how do you reform a broken voting system at the ballot box? Right. It, it, you know, but, but like you said, I mean, the spirit that we saw today, earlier today, the spirit that we have seen Throughout President Trump's presidency, it is very clear that at the one thing that we can cling to and take heart in on our side is that we know our side is never giving up and we will always fight.
1: Yes. All right. Thank you thank both. Amanda Head, Eric Greitens. Uh, thank you. And thank you so much for being with us. More Dr. Gina Primetime coming up. So we're going to want you to stick around. We're going to discuss more of what we saw out there on the streets, just live and in person in Washington, D.C. today. So don't go away. Welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime. So glad you are with us. And I want to take just a moment to personally thank the throngs of people who came up to me today and thanked us for the work we are doing here at RAV. We appreciate you more than you know. You make our work worth doing every single day. And I've noticed just from the time that I started, less than a year ago as a matter of fact, um, that when we go out um, and we are on you know, the street somewhere doing reporting or whatever, more and more people at every single uh, stop. Uh, come up to us and say something. So we appreciate you right back and uh, so glad to have you with us tonight. Georgia last night, craziness. Republicans suffered defeat. Uh, it was just unbelievable for some of us to watch. It was like a recurring nightmare in some ways. They lost both this, both of the Senate seats there um, at, in final reports. John Fredericks has been on the ground there since the general election last night. John, good to see you. First thing, I guess I have to thank you because I understand you had my husband on your radio show and, uh, <laughs> and uh, you've been uh, teasing me about that ever since.
3: Well, uh, your husband, John Loudon, former state senator in Missouri, was one of our panelists on our election night show. He was also uh, on my show yesterday, and uh, everything he said was came out pretty accurate. Look, here's the bottom line, Dr. Gina. Steal it once, do it again, steal it again. Now the steel is baked in the cake. That's basically what happened in Georgia. All of this yeah. nonsense about the Georgia Republican Party had 8,000 poll watchers. This was all propaganda. It never materialized. The Democrats registered 150,000 new voters to the Republican seven. They got their vote out. We needed a million one on game day. It never materialized. We got about 875, 900. We were 100,000 short. That's why we lost. Trump voters are done with this. Both of these candidates were pathetic. They were feckless. They never backed the president. You know, Dr. Gina, we told them, and we told them, and we told them, but it didn't matter. Mitch McConnell was the field general of this campaign. He was in charge. He hired the consultants. He did the Karl Rove thing. He was in charge. He lost. He got his clock cleaned. And now we all have to pay for this. Karl Rove, though, and his consultants, they buy more yachts. They built donors. Out of hundreds of millions of dollars. As they All do, Woffler John.
1: As they do. Yes. As they do in every election, I've been saying this for years. This was one of my major complaints uh, with the network that I used to appear on quite a lot, as you know, um, is that they would continually have Karl Rove on as if he were the architect. They love to say that. And uh, I, I don't know what his, you know, inside, you know, scoop is that he manages to continue to be hired as a consultant. He, and by the way, his cronies who control politics in a lot of states, um, but because they continue to lose races and they they continue to be paid. You're right. Another yacht, another yacht, another yacht while they're losing more races. Um, But, you know, here's the thing that really surprised me. My husband last night went through, uh, he came to D.C. and uh, went through some of the photos that he had from, uh, you know, being inside after the election and trying to just observe the vote count, right? And he was showing me that there was a police officer, security of some sort, keeping him from actually going anywhere near it. He said that in that building, there were no RNC. There was no major poll watching operation. I mean, I've seen these. I've been inside Broward County when we were doing recounts in Florida. And there were all kinds. We were flooded with with GOP poll watchers. This was just normal. And... He, so he showed me that he showed me the the police officer you know, the line where you couldn't cross if you were an observer but he said he and uh our own uh heather mullins from here at rav um and uh, i think he mentioned one other person i can't think who it was um were the only people there the only people there there was no one john no one from the party this race with this, th- these two senators, no, not only across the entire country, John, note across the world as the line between freedom and communism, quite literally. And my husband, who's from Florida, uh, who I, I, and, and then two other people were the only people in there watching this. And then he showed me how they had like this blue tarp wrapped around the window where the actual processing of the ballots was taking place so that... If by any chance you could see, you know, 100 feet away from where you were, if you had some sort of microscope or something, I guess, um, you couldn't because there was a blue tarp literally taped and wrapped all around so that you couldn't see. John, there is, is. Why would you put a blue tarp up? Because you were hiding something. John, where was the Republican National Party?
3: Oh, Dr. Gina, I'm glad you asked that. So on January 6th and 5th, two of the most important days in this nation's history, here's what Ronald Romney's Republican National Committee did. They scheduled a retreat at a resort in Amelia Island. So uh, that was on the 5th and 6th. So they weren't there for the vote, and they, they weren't certainly in Washington today. So they had a re. wait
1: wait no stop wait
3: you have to repeat
1: this so so ronna romney scheduled and the gop including the officials with the rnc for georgia were on a retreat on amelia island during this whole time
3: 175 people the entire brain trust apparatus national committee woman, committee man, the entire staff, the RNC, rather than be in Georgia or be in Washington today, they go to a resort in Amelia Island. And while, the, while, while the, uh, the country is going down the tubes, here's what they're doing. They're sitting at a pool with a nice cocktail with an umbrella in it. You know what they can do with that, Gina? They can take that swizzle stick and they can shove it where the sun don't shine. This was planned by the RNC in order to get out of town so they didn't have to deal with Mike Pence selling us out in Washington today. They didn't have to deal with him caving. They didn't have to deal with any of the fraud. They looked the other way in Georgia, and they went to Amelia Island and sat around a pool drinking martinis. That's your Republican National Committee. But,
1: John, what what about... I mean, I I don't understand why there was no poll effort. I don't understand why they didn't have Ring cameras, and I don't mean to be an advertiser for Ring. There are lots of cameras. It just happens to be the one that I use at my house. Not not endorsing it. Um, But, you know, I don't understand why they didn't have some sort of easy, cheap home camera device, uh, watching every single ballot count. Um, uh, Why there there weren't cameras in every single polling place. I don't understand all that. If if people don't want to be there because COVID, whatever, they're lousy Excuses are fine. Put a camera there. Put a put a robotic camera there so they can watch you. Put a drone camera there. I don't care. Put a camera there so you can watch it. They did nothing, John. There was no stopgap measure in place to watch these spouses. But even excusing that, which I don't, don't misunderstand me. What about the follow-up narrative? What about the coming out of that? I mean, message is is so important when we're going through these major major events in our nation's history. They are on vacation in Amelia Island, literally right now. John, I, I i literally, I can't believe it. If anyone else would have said this, I would have, if someone would have told me this today while I was out at the rally, I would have counted them crazy and I wouldn't have put them on camera. I'm not kidding.
3: It's the state of where we are, Dr. Gina. And- uh, Wow, crazy. The are done with this. I mean, you, you saw- you saw the the rally today before be before it turned bad, but let me just let me just say this. In a profile, You know what, John? I can't because
1: we're, we're out of time. I walked you right up to the end of this segment. I'm so sorry. And now I've got to cut you off. But you know I'm going to have you back, John, because we love you. So thank you so much for being our eyes and ears as you have through this entire uh, debacle in Georgia. And uh, I know there will be more news coming out of there. If nothing else, I want an update on what's going on with the RNC. And I want to see if they give us any answers. I'd like a microphone in their face as soon as you can get one. Thank you so much, John. We appreciate it. Coming up, I saw so many Chinese dissonance on the streets of D.C. today warning us about the CCP. But as the Chinese get a foothold here in the U.S., where will the freedom fighters go? Stick around. We're Dr. Gina Primetime coming to you right after this.
7: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: All right, welcome back to Dr. Cheetah Prime Time. Now, even in all this craziness that is happening, I don't want to skip over my favorite segment of the show this is where we get to make fun of the left and amanda head is back to help me do that <laughs> amanda it's time for our meme of the day the meme of the day says um oh, whoops meme of the day is going to be right here all right here we go What you can't see is producer Jason beating on the window, telling me to shut up because he loves his little singer right there. The meme of the day says if you say a woman after a man, you are a moron. I absolutely love that. I saw that as a tweet and I thought that was the cutest thing ever. So true, isn't it, Amanda? Okay, speaking of a morons, um, you know, I understand that, and this is reported now, and I don't have any confirmation of this, but I'm seeing this come up. We keep a little thread with all of our reporters. Some of our reporters are saying that. They're seeing that the president's tweets aren't showing up, that people can't retweet them. Um, we're not exactly sure what's wrong, but it looks like, and I've been predicting for a long time, that Twitter would pull the president's Twitter down, yep. Twitter account down completely. Mm-hmm. Um, but And I don't know that that's been done. But there's some hanky-panky. The, the president's entire Twitter account has been pulled down. He... This is what someone's saying in my ear. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's completely true. I do know that I want to make sure that that's really true before I report it. I do know that I think what he might be clarifying for me in in my ear is that um, some of his tweets were pulled down.
6: Yes, so so last I checked on his Twitter profile, there are two little gray lines that say this tweet has been removed or deleted or whatever. Um, But he also allegedly has been blocked out of his own account for 12 hours. In addition to that... President Trump, you saw the video earlier where he was discouraging the violence, telling everyone to go home. He was sympathizing with his supporters, saying, I know how you feel. I know you feel hurt, but, you know, violence is not the answer. It's time to go home. Facebook removed the video and Twitter removed the video. Why would they remove a video with that type of
1: message? And he said, be peaceful and go home. And in fact, a lot of people I know said they weren't going to retweet that because they didn't, want, um, they didn't want to do that. They weren't going yeah. to go home and they didn't want to retweet that. Yeah. So, fascinating. And
6: it also makes you wonder, um, because, you know, what I have heard from some of my liberal friends today is, you know, the president asked for this. He told them to march to the Capitol. And I said, okay, he told them to march to the Capitol. Pr- president Trump has never endorsed any type of violence. Every every rally I have ever covered for this network of the president has always been peaceful. None of these rallies have ever turned violent until Antifa shows up. And to equate the violence with Trump or to blame the violence on Trump, that that's like eating oranges all day and then eating spoiled fish at night and blaming your food poisoning on the oranges. It, 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 it's, it's a false equivalency. And it does make me wonder when they pull down those videos, what message are they trying to sell to, to people who are either intellectually dishonest or, you know, willfully ignorant? Maybe they don't know that President Trump has denounced the violence. Maybe they don't know that President Trump did tell people to be peaceful and go home. But Twitter and Facebook are helping them out, believing that because they took down the video.
1: It's interesting because if you were to flip around to the Locust Media, um, you would quickly see that there is just so much dif- disinformation out there. You know, in particular, um, you know, the show that precedes this actionable intelligence with Eric Gright's. Yeah. he went through a litany of all, a list of all of the evidence that um, there has been uh, some hanky-panky going on yeah. with this, with these elections. Um, and there's so much of it that it's just not deniable. And yet the media continues to Deny it and and paint a completely different narrative, yeah. and then and then you look at you know I, I was there on the ground I saw what happened at the Capitol I talked to the mm-hmm. people coming out of there yeah. and 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 their hearts were broken you know a lot of them felt like this is our capital. This is the people's capital. Yeah. And, and, and those who walked right into the front door, I'm not talking about the people that broke windows. Again, I'm seeing numerous accounts of um, Antifa now being spelled out. They're matching faces of people that mm-hmm. were at BLM riots. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, whoops, there they are, disguised as a Trump, vote, a mm-hmm. Trump person today. Yep. And by the way, that's the person that broke in the window. And I'm seeing all this come out on Twitter. None of this is being reported well, on other news networks. We know that happens because our own our very own Heather Mullins had to report some people at a rally I
6: think it was in New Hampshire maybe earlier in the year people who were Antifa but were dressed up as Trump supporters she reported them and they got kicked out we know that this happens it happens all the time but what's unfortunate is that the misinformation that the mainstream media sells um, I've also had a lot of liberals and even conservatives who say, Amanda, there's no evidence that this election was not free and fair. All the courts, you know, 60 court cases denied because they didn't have the evidence and and, and I, I just sat there for a minute and I'm like, these people don't know the legal process. They don't understand because the media is selling them a lie. They don't understand that dismissing a case based on standing, there was never an opportunity for the evidence to come forth. The discovery process existed, but they never got to the point where the opposing attorneys had to reveal their evidence to the opposing side and therefore submitted in court. That never happened. There is There has not been a single judge yet who has said, I see your evidence. I don't believe it. I'm throwing this out. That hasn't happened. It's been. You know these cases have been denied based on standing and there are people on our side who don't even know that and I understand not knowing the legal process and knowing you know filing a case versus a case being before a court and actually being able to reveal and discover evidence but for the mainstream media to repeatedly tell them that there is no evidence there is no evidence yeah it, it turns intelligent people into what
1: appears to be idiots Well, and not only that, it really stirs something in people where they feel um, like they don't have a voice at all. Yeah. And I think that's if, if, there were Trump folks who did stuff today, I'm not condoning it. I'm not excusing Mm-mm. it. Uh, you know, if you are going to be a conservative, you're going to say you believe in the constitution, then you believe in the rule of law yeah. and you don't become them by right. doing what they do. You don't become the violence that you, you, yeah. pr- you purport to condemn, right. right? That is an absolute no, yeah. but you know, I would put a part of the blame on those who have repeatedly given a false narrative and I do mean the media I would say some blood is on their hands for continually denying reality yeah. and making people think they're crazy yeah. when they're not crazy. Whether I, it's lying about the mask data, whether it's lying about the COVID rates, whether it's lying about you know the facts that the media has reported and then changed their mind and reported something completely different and told yeah. you, you never saw that. Yeah. Whether it's the people that died in the streets at the hands of Antifa and BLM, and there was never prosecution, nothing ever brought up, swept under the rug like it didn't happen. Whether it's calling people racist who aren't racist on a continual basis, the list goes on. It's so long, Amanda. The show's not long enough.
6: And also, the mainstream media taught Americans this year that political violence was okay because you could could use it as a tool. That's what we were taught this year, because riot after riot after riot, violence, looting, everything that was committed in the name of, of civil justice by BLM and Antifa, Democrats never said a word about it. Today, Pretty much every single high profile, not even high profile, every single Republican has said this is not the way to do it. Yeah. Did we ever see that from a Democrat coming from
1: the left? No, the answer is no. Amanda Head, thank you for staying with me. And uh, your doctor's orders tonight to all of you. is just you don't become them. You don't become them. And uh, thank you guys all so much for watching. Thank you for coming up to us when we're out there on the street. That means a lot to us. It really does. And whether it's Ben Burkwam or whether it's me, when we're out there on the streets and we're doing our thing and you come up to us and tell us what we mean, uh, coming into your homes every night and being your source for real news. Uh, That means everything to us, and I just want to thank you guys again so much for that. And uh, we're going to continue to be out there. We're going to continue to cover everything uninterrupted, not the way the other media, the locust media, that's my new word for them, because they just eat away at the truth and because they're here to destroy. Uh, We're not that, and we never will be that. And uh, that's why that was my speech last night, and that's going to continue to be my mission and that of everyone here at Real America's Voice. And so thank you for tuning in with us every single night. We are absolutely always the uncentered, and undaunted Real America's Voice. Stay tuned. Live from Studio 6B will be up next, and I'll be on it. I will see you in D.C. tomorrow. Hug your children. Love your God. Go boldly now and live the truth. Good night.